Welcome to the Inspired Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone. All of my life, I've been passionate about leadership. I've been a senior level leader in the hospitality industry since 2005, growing a chain of franchise restaurants from one unit to 12, spanning across Northern Alberta. And during that time, I've been on a journey to discover what leadership means to me and how I can utilize it to show up in my career and in my life. What I've found is that the most impactful, the most meaningful experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of as a leader have come when we connect with our hearts. Over the past decade or more, I've honed in on and refined a leadership model that speaks to this. I have developed numerous programs that help leaders deepen their understanding of the impact they can not only have on their careers, but also on the world around them. And now it's my mission to share this model of leadership through a heart-centered focus with the world. I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, through which I mentor and coach leaders. I facilitate engaging and inspiring workshops that help you think outside of the box and connect with your heart and your emotions. And I also deliver keynote speeches to inspire and motivate teams to engage in their own personal leadership style in a way that's authentic to them. It's my hope that through these podcasts, you feel inspired to go out and challenge yourself to try new things as a leader, to show up in the world maybe just a little differently, and hopefully find a deeper connection with who you authentically are. Thank you for being here. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Inspired Leader Podcast. I am your host, Allie Stone. And as always, I'm excited to be here with you. Um, the conversations lately have been really interesting. And I have an amazing guest here today that I'm very excited to introduce to you. Now, her name is Lorraine Miller. Now, Lorraine and I met ooh, a year ago, Lorraine, would you say? I think so. Yes. And, and we met through a, a mutual contact or acquaintance and uh we were supposed to meet each other and you'll understand at the end of this podcast why but let me share a little bit um about Lorraine with you she has actually written three books um she's written for Nat Nat Geo books so National Geographic she wrote a year of daily gratitude a journal of 365 prompts to um stay connected to gratitude she wrote a book from gratitude to bliss um, a journey into health and happiness, which is also kind of like a gratitude journal. And she has an accompanying app with that, which you can download on your phone and you can stay connected to your gratitude pack practice each day, which is so beautiful. Um, and then she also wrote a book for kids, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I, that's called Today I Am Grateful, Adventures in Gratitude. I think I'm going to get this for my nephew because you know, he's in that phase where he could use a little gratitude in his life. Kids have to learn this at some point, right? So um, anyhow, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming to spend time with me today. And um, maybe we'll just start off by getting you to share a little bit more in depth about yourself. Um, what got you attracted to this idea of gratitude and how it became such a big part of your life? How does that sound, right? That sounds great, Allie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about my favorite subject, gratitude, and how it can really change your life. Gratitude was just that for me. It was a game changer um, at a time when I was struggling to become a mom. 
I felt like I had tried everything under the sun. And after five years of struggling, I was really at rock bottom and I just didn't feel like myself anymore. And I knew innately that at that point, I, if I, you know, became a mom, I just didn't feel like I was in a good place. And so I was seeking something to help me. And I kept saying to myself, I just need a coping tool. This was over 10 years ago. This was um, actually 13, 13 years ago. And I just kept saying, like, I just want to find a coping tool, something to help me because on paper, I knew I had so many great things. I had a wonderful husband. I had a beautiful home, a good family, but I was just so unhappy. And I decided to see a health coach. And I remember saying, you know, I, I, I'm not really looking to become a mom so much as just trying to become myself again and, and feel happier. And the very first day I met with her, she told me to get a separate notebook or journal and write down three things every day that I was grateful for. And she told me to focus on the feeling I had when I wrote in my journal. Mm. And I have found that that really has been key, that aspect. I call that the special sauce. And I talk about it in my workshops and in my writing because it really made a huge difference to focus on the feeling. And so at first I didn't really think that much about it. I, I thought, okay, that sounds fun. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do anything. So I went out, I bought a cute little journal. It was like literally three inches high and um, I used it just for gratitude. I kind of carried it around with me and I was amazed that in a matter of weeks, I started feeling better. I started feeling excited about things. I started going out more. Um, I started meeting new people. I was always interested in natural health and I decided to go back to school to become a health coach. And that was really exciting for me. And about a few months after I started my journaling practice, my mom passed away out of the blue. And it was devastating for my sister, my brother, and I. We were just all in shock. And we had already lost our dad. So um, that was a very difficult experience to go through. But at the same time, I felt tremendous gratitude. And I felt so grateful that I had the mom that I had for the length of time that I had her. And even though she passed away young, I just still felt all this overwhelming gratitude. And I guess it was about a year later that I realized what a blessing my gratitude practice was and how it helped me get through that time. And I had, by that time I had graduated from my health coach training program and I was trying to figure out what to focus my practice on. And I realized that practicing gratitude was really key for me in all of my healing. And then a year after that, so three years after my mom passed away, I gave birth to my son and he's now 10. 
He's healthy. He's happy. He's just so much fun. And, and I know that had I not been practicing gratitude and had not discovered this powerful tool that I was literally praying for, I would not be the mom that I am today. I would not be the person I am today. And I really feel like not only did it help me get through a rough time, but it's made me a happier, healthier person. And it's made me a better mom. That's such a beautiful story. I love it. And I've heard it before and it's good to hear it again. Uh, (laughs) It's been a little while and, um, you know, like there's a lot of reflections for me in that story. I think something that came up for me as you were talking was, um, I thought about how you said, you know, when my mom passed away, um, I, I was devastated, but I was also grateful. And I think there's this interesting piece in our lives or, or this thing that we tend to think as human beings is that, well, if I'm devastated or if I'm in grief, or if I'm in this really challenging place, I can't be grateful too. And uh, what you're expressing is that that polarity exists, that we can do this, that life is not this or that, that it's this and that. Um, can you expand on that a little bit in your way of thinking? Sure. And I really love how you presented that because it's not something that we always think about, but it's really, really true. And it's something we have to remind ourselves because when we are devastated, when we're going through grief and loss, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's easy to feel like your world is ending. And But when we've put something in place like a gratitude practice, or when a gratitude practice is something you can put in place at any time, you can do it today, you can do it right now, um, and it will benefit you. And it's something that allows you to enjoy life so much more when things are going well. There's so many things that it helps you slow down and notice and really get the most out of every experience and stay in the moment. But then it also kind of protects you and makes you more resilient when you do have stress in your life or a tragedy or some other kind of life challenge. It's it's protecting you. And I always like to say that when my mom passed away, my gratitude practice cushioned the blow. There was like Mm -hmm. a cushion there for me because I had already put it in place, but it was only for a few months. Mm -hmm. So I always encourage people start anytime. Don't, you know, don't wait until your life is falling apart to practice gratitude. But if you are in a place where your life feels like it's falling apart, definitely (laughs) practice gratitude because you'll see that it isn't. You'll see that it's actually, well, you might feel like it's falling apart, but it may be changing for a reason you may be you know breaking out of an old situation and that can be painful that can feel like grieving whether it's a relationship or a job or anything really that is transitional and gratitude just gives you perspective it helps you see that it's not the end it's just where you are in the moment yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think, I mean, you and I have this in common because I speak about gratitude a lot. 
<laughs> because I really feel like the moments in my life specifically, if I was to take this to my own personal experience, the moments in my life where I have practiced gratitude, I have felt gratitude, which is an important piece I want to talk about in a second too. I have had more resilience. I've na- navigated life's challenges in such a more um, maybe authentic or genuine way. And I've also um, been more present, like the presence that I have when I, and it's not when I'm in gratitude, but when I'm working a gratitude practice, the presence I have to be like here each day and be like, today is what I have. (laughs) I can get all future tripping and go into the future and get that anxiety, or I can go into the past and I could be depressed, but really like, what do I have? And this is what I have right now. And this is why it's beautiful. Like even before we started, people won't see this, but the sun is shining on me today Mm -hmm. and it's fall and the sun has shifted position in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I keep being like, oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) I'm really grateful. I'm sweating, but I'm really grateful. (laughs) I can see the sun shining on you and I can see your sign behind you that says gratitude on your shelf. Yes. And so that was given to me by a woman that I coached for a decade. And when we ended, she gave it to me um, as a gift because she knew how it was important to me. So I keep it close. It's such a big piece. And so let's go back to the feeling piece. So you had this coach who said, you know, go write down some things that you're grateful for every day, but I want you to feel it. Now, this is the place where most people miss, I would say from my experience and probably yours too. You might, might not agree. Let me know. Um, but my question to you is how do you help a first yourself connect with that feeling? Like, how do you do that? And then how do you help other people connect with that feeling? Because it is a little bit more of an ethereal thought. Like, how do you actually do that? Um, and how can people put that practice into play for themselves? That's a great question. I think a lot of people do find it a challenge, put themselves in the feeling, whether it's that they're just doing their, their gratitude journal, they're making their list, And they're thinking about the next thing they're going to do and they're, you know, not slowing down enough to actually take that extra step, but it doesn't take long to take that extra step. And it really comes with practice. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I do is I usually close my eyes. I find closing my eyes really helps me connect with my body. So I'm not distracted by all the visual things I'm looking at. And really think of the positive feeling. So if I'm grateful, my son is playing baseball right now. And I love, I love baseball. I just happen to really enjoy the game. So I'm grateful that I get to watch him play. He has a game tonight, right? So I'll close my eyes and I'll just, you know, picture my son at that and just try to connect to that feeling in my heart. I mean, most of the feelings we feel are in our heart. So I try to focus on that part of my body and I don't worry so much about putting a name on the feeling like joy or happiness or gratitude. Um, I think that can help, but I just really feel good when I'm thinking about that. And so even just five seconds, that's literally all it takes. And what you're doing when you do this. So as a health coach, what, I've been so fascinated with is all the health benefits and the science behind gratitude and how it benefits you from a health perspective. 
you're actually changing the physiology in your body. Mm-hmm. So you are releasing dopamine and serotonin when you think of something you're grateful for. And those neurotransmitters boost your mood. And they do all kinds of other things. They help balance the body from stress. They they um, regulate temperature and appetite and sleep. And um, another benefit of practicing gratitude is, and the studies show that when people actively engage of thoughts and of thoughts of gratitude, I think for two weeks, and it doesn't even have to be every day the cortisol levels in their bodies go down 23%. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It leads to inflammation if it accumulates in your body. Um, there are things you, other things you can do to balance that, like exercise and massage and saunas and other things. But gratitude is such an easy thing that you can do anywhere, anytime, and it, it doesn't take a long time. So you could be sitting in traffic, getting stressed, and frustrated and then think of things you're grateful for and you can actually right then and there be balancing those negative effects of stress so that's why it's so important to put yourself in the feeling because i think if you skip that step you miss out on some of those benefits now you're still benefiting on the thought process and rewiring your brain to be more positive, to focus on the good. So you're still getting all of that. But this is why I call it the special sauce. It's like that extra bonus when you focus on the feeling and you're really changing your whole energy, your aura changes, everything changes. And then that's when you start attracting more good things into your life. It still mm-hmm. happens when you, even when, you know, you're just focusing on the thoughts, you're still, Thoughts have energy and thoughts are attracting good things, but it just brings it to a whole new level. Um, in the gratitude, in the uh, gratitude journal that the first one I wrote from gratitude to bliss, a journey in health and happiness, I wrote out a short meditation that people can do to really get in that state of gratitude and really focus on the feeling. And you can also download an audio. Um, gratitude meditation on my website, gratitudetobliss.com. There's a free audio called Nourishing Gratitude. So if you want to listen to the guided meditation, that's another way that I help people to really put themselves in the feeling, especially if that's not something you're used to doing or you're comfortable doing. This is something that guides you um, and helps you. And it's a practice. So you may not get it the first time. You may have to listen to it several times. But like any other practice, like yoga, like exercise, just keep doing it. Just keep enjoying it and, and it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you have um, something to help people because I get that uh, struggle to connect. Like when I first started practicing gratitude, I didn't have that connection right away. Like that took a while for me to figure out how to uh, connect that feeling for me. I always relate it now to this idea of being or doing versus being. (laughs) So we can can do gratitude, 
But when we be gratitude, that's when you get your secret sauce you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And so that premise applies to like lots of things in life. And so if you understand that premise, if you apply that premise to gratitude, you start to actually see what it might mean to feel that gratitude. Um, I think it's also, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I think it's also a big piece to expressing and sharing gratitude. Do you ever talk about that with your clients or in your workshops or what are your thoughts around that? Sure. I definitely talk about that. I think, um, well, one of the things I like to talk about for parents, because I have a lot of moms that will come up to me after a workshop or not after workshop, because usually we talk about it in the workshop, but, um, when I tell people the kind of work I do, they'll say, well, how can I get my kids to be more grateful? And it starts with you. So whether you're a mom or not, and um, you know, once you practice gratitude and you embrace it, it really does trickle out to everyone else in your life because you become a model of gratitude. So you can model gratitude for children just by just by being with them and being present and appreciating them. So if they, even just a smile, you could say, oh, thank you so much for smiling. I love to see you smile. Um, You know, you just sort of weave that thank you in there without it feeling fake or, or too much. The, the kids, kids will pick up on that. Um, And then also you model it for kids by just appreciating. I do this with my son all the time and I've been doing it since he was little, like appreciating a sunset, appreciating a flower or a tree or the weather, even Mm -hmm. if it's bad weather, like, oh, I love the sound of the rain. And so the more you get into slowing down and, and appreciating your surroundings, appreciating people and expressing it the more you're modeling it for other people. Um, I'll tell you a little story. I always end up talking about my husband because he's a really great model for gratitude. He doesn't practice gratitude, by the way. This is not something that he does, but he is just naturally a grateful person. Whereas for me, it was something I really had to learn. So if I would make him a cup of tea, or if I do it now, he always says, he always says, oh, thank you for the tea. Like he makes a point to say thank you in a genuine way. And when I was first with him, I'd be like, it's no big deal. I'm I'm boiling the water anyway. Like, what's the big deal? But to him, like, that's just his nature to he appreciates that I made tea for him. It really has nothing to do with me he gets more out of that cup of tea because he appreciates someone made it for him and and I made it for him. So you'll notice as you start to practice, if it's not something you're already doing, you will start to appreciate little things like that in a different way, different than you did before. And, And then you'll start expressing it. You know, I think that it's a beautiful process that just kind of unfolds naturally and you don't really have to make an effort, but it's nice to make an effort to notice when other people are doing that. And when, when you are doing that and, and then, and and I think you'll just naturally want to express it. That's been my experience. So I, I never really teach 
that you should force anything. Um, it really has to feel authentic and feel good. But the, the that's what I love about gratitude is you just automatically, no matter what your personality is, you just start feeling more grateful and you start wanting to express it more. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like this energy, this ball of energy <laughs> that just mm-hmm. starts. And you're like, oh, I would like some more of that juice, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And then, yeah. yeah. And it's such a great way to live. Right. So mm-hmm. I love the story about your husband and just like the appreciation. So one of the things I did over the years, I think we talked about this when I met, but um, I got training with heart, the heart math Institute. Yeah. And so they talk about this idea of appreciation and gratitude. They're not exactly the same, but they're linked and they create that energy from one to the other. It's like when you give, you get, and you experience and you feel. And so um, one of the things that the HeartMath Institute has uh, been able to prove through scientific study is that the um, energetic field around our heart is bigger than the energetic field about around our brain, first of all, which is hard for some of us to conceptualize because we think our brain is like the master of our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, But that energetic field of our heart expands and contracts with the energy that we are living in or the vibration or the emotion that we are living in. And so our emotional communication of our heart is encoded in that field. And so it's been measured like up to seven feet around people. And so I always use this example, but it's like, you could walk into a room and you could be like, Oh, I'm not going near that woman. Like she is having a bad day. Right. And so that emotional information encoded in her heart spoke to you in that moment before she even had to say a word to you. Alternately, you could walk into a room, the same woman on another day. And you could be like, oh my gosh, I'm so drawn to her. I want to know more about her. I'm going to go introduce myself and get a story. And she has an emotional communication in her heart that day that's open and grateful and vibrant and like, right. And so I think there's something really beautiful to like, just for listeners to understand that the things you're talking about, and you're talking about the science too, there is real science backing this up this isn't just like theory oh we feel good like these things have been measured and proven and I think that that's a really important piece because often people will hear something like this like this and be like oh well cake gratitude great (laughs) exactly (laughs) and so what do you say to people yeah when you're trying to share this idea and help them understand the science behind it what are some of the things that have resonated with you over the years and that you'd like to share that's a good question um well i definitely start with the health benefits because that's where i find there is a lot of scientific evidence and it's also one of the fastest growing areas of positive psychology So gratitude has a really important place in the area of psychology and interventions. And it always, I think it always has, but I think even more recently, it's becoming more and more recognized as being effective. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different, lots of different tools and, and 
and treatments and things out there, but it's amazing how simple gratitude is and, and yet how effective it is. Like I always say, anybody can do it anywhere, anytime. And it's, um, it's just very, it's just so accessible. I like to use the example of, you know, what I mentioned earlier, if you're stuck in traffic in your car, you can't exactly do jumping jacks, right? But you can think of something you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, yeah, it's maybe in a way it's like an unsung hero in a way. Like people don't really, people take it for granted. And that's exactly the whole point of it is that you need to appreciate. Well, one thing I found in my personal life, in parenting, in my business, even just my day-to-day activities, my time management, it really having a gratitude practice really teaches you to appreciate the little things that make a difference. So you can think that gratitude is not that important or of course I'm gratitude. Of course I'm grateful, but you're not really fully appreciating it for what it is. And when you appreciate yourself, one of the things I, especially when I teach workshops and in my coaching group, I teach self-gratitude. Like at the end of the day, do you look at your to-do list and focus on what didn't get done? Or do you pat yourself on the back and say, I got that one thing done and I feel good about that. And that's not easy. Like that takes practice. Mm -hmm. And I've finally gotten to a point where I'm getting really good at that. Like not beating myself up if things didn't get done, but actually appreciating what I did get done or appreciating that I did something really well, even if I screwed something else up. And also like in business, we learn that many successful business people have failed many, many times. Mm -hmm. So what about appreciating your failures and being grateful for them and saying, oh, I have another failure under my belt. This is awesome. Because now I can move on to the next thing with all this knowledge. So I think that really breaking it down to the simplest form and appreciating the small things in your life that make a difference, even your thoughts, appreciating when you have good thoughts, um, because what we do every minute of every day of every month of every year really matters. Like it all adds up. All those years start adding up. And you realize that your life is a series of, you know, minutes. <laughs> it's it's not just the big things in your life. It's the little things that, that matter. And so when we can appreciate how effective gratitude can be, it, it, it just comes full circle. So if we're not appreciating the practice of gratitude and what it can do, then we're not really doing it right we're not really embracing it and it it sometimes comes with time and um i think also that it's just a wonderful tool that the more we focus on the more it it can grow and it can help us mm-hmm. yeah i would totally i would totally agree with all of that um <laughs> you brought up the driving twice and in my younger years i was a ragey driver <laughs> <laughs> like freaking out in the car 
And then when I started to practice gratitude, it all shifted for me. So like you're saying that I'm like, oh, that totally resonates for me. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do things like somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm like, oh, you must have like somewhere really important to get to. And I Mm -hmm. hope hope you get there on time, you know, like, and not in a sarcastic way, like, like literally like a loving way and being like, I'm not in any rush today. It's okay. There's nothing to freak out about here. Right. And so, um, and gosh, does it ever take pressure off you? (laughs) Because when you get wound up, you're just like, (laughs) and your head wants to explode in the car and then you're stuck in the car and it's just like this Mm -hmm. horrible um, you know, cycle that you get stuck in. So yeah, right. so that really resonates with me as one. Um, I would also like to just talk a little bit about your business today, because you have taken this practice, this life experience and turned it into a business. And this, these are the conversations I love to have because you then saw the value that that could bring to the world and the impact you could have. And so I'm wondering if you can share with the listeners a little bit about your business, what you offer, what you do, what you bring to it, just a little bit of curiosity around that. Sure, I'd love to. So when I first graduated from my health coaching program, I started teaching cooking classes. I had never taught anything before, so that was all new. I love to cook, and I did that for a while, and then... I just kind of fell into the idea of focusing on gratitude for my practice because I was attending a conference that my school was doing for alumni and the founder, Joshua Rosenthal, at the time um, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, he created a contest for us to help us grow our business and he gave us a 60-day challenge and I met with another health coach And we shared ideas of what we wanted to do. And I had all these crazy ideas of like helping restaurants become healthier and um, doing an awards program. And one of my ideas was to create a gratitude journal. And my background was in graphic design and marketing. So it was something I knew I, I could do. Like I did it start to finish all on my own. I got it printed. I did the whole thing. And when I talked about it, she said, you need to do that. Like she said, your whole face lit up when you started talking about that. And I didn't even realize it. But so that was the sign that that's the direction I needed to go in. And then it just kind of took off from there. And eventually I just decided to focus my entire practice on that, which was felt like a risk at the time. It felt like well, nobody's ever done that. I don't know. Is that really what I should do? I was confused, but I just kept trusting it and I just kept going with it. And sometimes the biggest risks have the biggest payoffs. So it's it's been a really great thing in my life. Like it, it just brings me so much joy and it's so nice having such a focus. And now I've been really focused on helping moms practice gratitude and bring gratitude into their motherhood journey. And that's really exciting to me because what I'm finding is my main job right now is really being a mom and it's very time consuming. And um, I have one son, he's 10 and I'm very involved in his, his schooling. I homeschool. So that takes up a lot of my time. 
and I've had my own health challenges. So I've had to put a lot of time there as well with my own self-care. And gratitude has really helped me appreciate that I can integrate things into my life. So I would, for a long time, I would feel discouraged. Like I can't do it all. I can't do all my self-care and run my business and homeschool and take care. And that's overwhelming. So what I found is by appreciating quality over quantity, I'm able to do my business in a small, much smaller way than, than I had been before I was a mom. Um, like I'm not writing any books right now. I'm not putting out that much new stuff, but I do have my coaching group and I, I work with other moms and I'm really loving that. And we meet once a month and that's partly because that's what I can fit in. And it's also what they can fit in. So it's not, it's not overwhelming for any of us. It's not like a boot camp or something that you do once a week or twice a week. It's not that type of program. It's once a month and it keeps us on track with gratitude and with our goals. And it's um, like the women in my group refer to it as a reset. Like every month we get a reset. We get to connect with gratitude, we get to support each other. And that wouldn't have happened for me if I was saying, oh, I could never do a program once a month. That's not enough. Right. right? So that a, a big theme in whether it's health coaching or life coaching is feeling like you're not enough and how do you overcome that but it's also the things in your life like feeling like okay if I only exercise twice a week then that's not enough well maybe it is enough to get you going maybe it is enough during this particular time in your life and it's better than nothing so start appreciating what you can do and then give it the room to grow when it's meant to grow and when it's possible for it to grow. Don't put up walls. Don't cut things off because you feel like something isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been something that I've been very present with recently in my life. And I'm finding that it really goes well with everything that, that I teach. It doesn't have to be, everything you do doesn't have to be an A plus Yeah. or, you know, everything doesn't have to be that you're putting a hundred percent. Maybe sometimes 80% is good enough and that's okay. Maybe sometimes that 80% is your hundred percent that day too, right? That's what you have to give. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really profound what you're saying. Um, because you're right. We live in a culture of not enough. We need more, um, bigger is better. Yada, 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 (laughs) keep going. Right. Um, but the question becomes, are we truly happy when we do that? Right. What is our happiness level and how do we feel about our life and how are we connected? And that's when we lose track of gratitude and we lose track of that connection to ourselves and, we're just doing and we're not being right. And so all of these things, this whole conversation just kind of funneled into your piece there, which is really, really cool. At least for me, I just was like, click <laughs> there it all is. So without that happiness piece, then, then why do any of it? Yeah, for real. Right. Why do any of it? Totally agree. I totally agree. Um, 
as we start to wrap this up, um, where can the listeners find you if they want to learn more about your app or your books or your coaching program? How could they connect with you? So they can find me on my website, gratitude to bliss.com and Instagram at grateful moms coach. Okay, perfect. Um, and then I just have uh, one last question for you as we kind of wrap it up here um, that I'd like to ask at the end of the podcast. And it's just, what does it mean for you to be inspired? What does it mean for you to be inspired in your life, in your work? There's no right or wrong answer here. I just try, like to get opinions. <laughs> sure, I love that question. Inspired is one of my favorite words <laughs> um, because I really use that as, it, it just always seems to be a word that I use when I'm setting goals. So like if I want, like I, I moved um, recently, well, not that recently, but it's almost two years already, but it feels like it was recently. And in decorating my house, I said, I, how do I want to decorate my house? I want to feel inspired. I want my house to be inspiring. Um, so to me, being inspired is being excited to wake up in the morning and go through go through my day, being inspired to be outside in nice weather, being inspired to do some creative work, whatever it is that I have planned for the day, if I can wake up and be excited about it and feel alive, then I I think that I'm inspired. I love that. I think it's beautiful. And I think um, the more we can live in an inspired place, the more connected we are to our authenticity, to our higher good, to the things that just like bring life, the beauty of life to us, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I think that's beautiful. Um, this has been a beautiful conversation. <laughs> I'm going to go into my day with lots of gratitude. It's been wonderful. <laughs> it's been a great conversation and I, I really am so honored and grateful that we have this time together today. So thank you, Allie. Yeah, thank you, Lorraine. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an honor sharing this podcast with you. If you like it, share it with a friend. We're always made stronger by supporting one another. And if you'd like to learn more about The Inspired Leader, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com, The Inspired Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Stone underscore underscore A-L-L-Y and LinkedIn at Allie Stone. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to connect. 